it's Monday night, and that means a brand new episode of Graphic Policy Radio, the show that mixes comics and politics. Tonight, we've got a first-time guest, a legendary in the comic field, a legendary editor, Karen Berger, who we'll introduce in a second. But before I uh, let you all know why she's so awesome, uh, let me introduce my co-host, Alana. How you doing? I'm incredibly excited to have Karen Berger on the show, and that's literally <laughs> all I need to say. So... <laughs> Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, Kieran's the award-winning and founding editor of Vertigo in front of DC Comics, uh, industry leader, creative, uh, risk-taking, innovative, uh, worked in all kinds of genre and fiction. Uh, she led Vertigo for 20 years and really just I mean, transformed comics is the best way of uh, describing him. She worked on Sandman, V for Vendetta, Swamp Thing, Preacher, Fables, Hellblazer, Why the Last Man, 100 Bullets, Invisible, Transmetropolitan, um, and now his a, a new venture bringing her back into comics. Surgeon X is a new series from Image that debuted a couple weeks ago, and the second issue should be coming out, I believe, next week or so, uh, fairly soon. Um, the series is written by Sarah Kenny and art by John Watkiss, and the series is basically a futuristic tale of a world where antibiotics have uh, run their course, so they're no longer... Uh, very helpful, and pretty much all things kind of go to hell. But it's really, really cool, and we're going to talk about the series and uh, Karen's return. So welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is great. Thank you. So I, I really the, the first question straight up, I mean, you know, what brought you or what got you interested in, in editing Surgeon X, and um, how does it feel to, to – edit a like an indie series from image where as opposed to maybe what you've were used to in the past well um i'll answer the first party question first um <laughs> i left uh, i left vertigo a few years ago and um i in the, after i left vertigo i felt like i needed a break from comics i sort of needed to kind of clear my head figure out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I always knew that I'd come back to comics at some point, um, but I spent some time um, working with some writers and producers, developing stuff for TV, doing some freelance editing um, in in straight book publishing, as well as consulting in some other storytelling fields, in some other storytelling fields. Um, And I always knew I'd come back to comics and, you know, it's been great. You know, people have been so kind to me and so gracious and, you know, many people have called me up and asked me to work on things and different companies and starting a new line again and, and, you know, different creators. But, you know, I guess, you know, sometimes, you know, something has to kind of strike you out of the blue to to kind of at least that's sort of how I've operated in my life. I've never kind of done things by plan. I've sort of well, that's not entirely true. I've done certain things by plan, but um, but many creative things that I've worked on just kind of happen. That they, they, they happen very organically, and that's sort of what happened with Surgeon X. Um, I got an email on link, on LinkedIn of all places from Sarah Kenny. Um, the writer of Surgeon X, and she told me that she's a big big comics fan, a big Vertigo fan. Um, but basically, she's a, a science and health documentary filmmaker, and she was shortlisted for an arts grant. This was just about two years ago. She was shortlisted for an arts grant from the Wellcome Trust, who are a huge global charitable foundation, um, second only to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, 
when it comes to regarding um, funding science and health and, and medical issues. And um, so basically, um, Sarah had said to me, you know, I have this concept of, about a female surgeon in near future lunge in the midst of an antibiotic apocalypse um, who develops this God complex and ultimately warps her, her Hippocratic oath, deciding who will live and who will die. And I, I was very fascinated by, um, A, the fact that the series starred a female character with this ambiguous morality. Um, I like the fact that it was near future, that it dealt with medicine and science, something I've always been very interested in, that two of my brothers are doctors. Um, um, that's my dog barking in the background, everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Keeps it real, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, so I, I, I loved the idea. And what I also liked about the idea was that Sarah also had plans to do an app for each issue mm-hmm. as well, too. So not only did she want to do a comic, but she wanted to do an app to, you know, to, using comics as a platform to then, you know, if you press on a, on, on a panel or balloon, you can get these, you know, wonderful animations that will tell you the history of penicillin or the history of TB. Um, well, you know, you can get documentaries from all the different doctors and, and, and scientists who advise on the project. There are also fictional aspects to, to some of the animations um, that come straight from the 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 the, um, the story itself. So so it's a way of sort of expanding the story world, which really excited me. But it kept the purity of comics intact. It wasn't taking John Zard and doing something funny with it. It was basically you could read the comic as is, but you could also find out all this other cool stuff too. So um, you know, so I really you know, so I said, wow, this is really cool. You know, I hope you get the grant. I said, but even if you don't get the grant, I said. You know, um, I, I'm always looking um, to, to – um, I always love working with new writers, and, and, and especially women. And um, I said, you know, let's try to develop this as a comic, even if you don't get the grant. And, you know, we'll see what happens. P.S., obviously, she got the grant. So we're, you know, funded for the first six issues. And we hope the series does well enough that we'll be able to continue it. That's the plan. And, and also for six individual apps for each issue. So it's very ambitious, but it's, um, again, I think it's, it, it, the concept itself is so cool because it's, it's a what-if idea that's, you know, very relevant. It's really happening now. It's, it, you know, what happens, you know, when you can, you know, die from a simple infection, from a simple cut. You know, what I liked about Surgeon X is you have these great scientific, scientific medical advance advancements in the future but at the end of the day again you can just die from you know a simple infection so it's a great disparity there but what was really important to us is that we showed how these people live and, and that in in everyday life and how people adapt and we didn't want to make the series all doom and gloom we wanted to again have levity to you know, again, people's normal lives. So, you know, I, I, um, I hope people are liking it. We seem to be getting some really good feedback. And um, so that's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> but I think it's incredible. Okay. <laughs> 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 put you to sleep, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, for those who don't know, like, what do you actually do as an editor? Like, you know, our, our listeners are 
all across the spectrum. So I think many of them actually might not know what your position actually is and what you do. Yeah, I mean, as an editor, I mean, and you know, I don't work with the same writer and the same artist the same way. But but it's but a general my general you know statement of what an editor does is and an editor really um, works with a writer in trying to to steer their idea um, to a great complete form at the end of the day. So that can that can encompass helping them, um, guiding them on the plotting of the overall storyline. It could encompass line editing and copy editing, you know, dialogue if necessary. Um, it could encompass a whole sort of big, big picture view of the whole series as well, too. And, you know, every writer has certain strengths that they bring to the table, and some writers might need more of a push in a certain direction. And, but I think what's great is that what I found about, you know, all the, the writers that I've worked with over the years is that people just really like to have feedback. And even if an editor, as an editor, if you don't wind up changing one word, it's great to be in the room. It's great to be that objective voice because I think without an editor, people can get too sort of caught up in their own heads. So, um, so, so I think an editor, again, you know, provides the actual writing guidance to, you know, to, to a writer, but a good editor also knows when to edit and when not to. Interesting. Um, yeah, I thought so. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great philosophy to kind of hear that. Yeah, with, yeah. with the app, like, um, what did you, what did you actually do as far as that? Uh, you know, putting your, your input for the app. That was more. That was more of Sarah's. Um, Sarah taking the lead on that more because she's a documentary filmmaker. So she has, you know, her experience comes from, you know, uh, interviewing science and health people and and. And she's also done a um, a really great animated film called Angels and Ghosts, a fictional story about a a girl whose brother gets schizophrenia. Um, and so she's so she, so she sort of took more of the lead in. Well, she took more of the lead, obviously, in both things because you know she's she's clearly the writer on this, and um, you know I helped her with the development of the story for Surgeon X. Because she's a first, you know, Sarah's a first-time writer for comics, so there was a, a lot more big-picture work that I did with her um, than I than I would say that will have done with say someone who's a more experienced comics writer. But she has terrific ideas and and terrific characters and a great ear for dialogue. Um, but on the app, I was I I did more sort of I was more of a sounding board. In terms of the types of material, type of um, you know, features that that Sarah wanted to do in it, and I also, you know, copy edited the the scripts that were um, that were utilized. Interesting. Um, with the, <laughs> the the thing that strikes me on the series with the first two issues, there's a like there's a lot of facts that thrown out there. Um, mm-hmm. and some really yeah. interesting statistics. You know, as as an editor, like. And so, you know, clearly the comic is a little, is somewhat based in reality, uh, which is which is interesting. Um, you know, kind of a, a twisted reality, but there's some reality to it. Like a, so a, for pl- you, a plausible like, near-term future, plausible. I guess is how I would put yes. it. Yes, 
actually freakishly because like the week it came out, there was a whole report about antibiotics going not being. I know. I know. I know. It's great that all that time. Yeah. (laughs) Good good marketing for you, I guess. Uh, So, uh, uh, you know, as as an editor, like, do you have to dive into all that and you know check those stats and things that are thrown out there. I, th- I don't remember it was the first or second issue. There was like this amazing stat about women is, yeah. uh, and it, it struck me. Like, yeah. Surgeon, yeah. The yeah. Biggest surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually it, w- it in this case, because Sarah, Sarah sort of had a whole, has a whole board of advisors actually. And if you, and if you look in the, in the, in the, yeah. in the credits page in the comic, you, there are all these, you know, surgeons and microbiologists and psychiatrists and historians and philosophers listed there. So she actually, you know, she, she vets, you know, she, she gets, she vets all her, her stories past um, these different experts and then we'll ask them statistic, you know, if there's a, something that she wants to run, like in, in, in the second issue where she wanted to get into, you know, more of, you know, the, the facts of, of women as, as, as surgeons, you know, so she, you know, asked a, a few surgeons what their experience was and, and, and got stats through them. So, you know, because she's a documentarian by trade and she's used to doing this stuff in many ways, that sort of made my life easy that I didn't, you know, I just, <laughs> you know, I believe that everything she's telling me is true. <laughs> so, and it's still <laughs> fictional at the end of the day too. So that's the other thing. This is not investigative journalism. This is still right. a fictional story. But it, it is very much based in reality, and that's you know, um, uh, you know, as you guys were saying before, it's, it's very plausible. And and what was important for us is that we wanted the stories to feel authentic, you know, not actual but authentic, you know. And there's a difference there. Um, we just wanted, you know, because again, it is fictional. It's it's 20 years from now, but but you know, we you know, Sarah did run. And, and you know runs ideas past a lot of the experts just to say you know would would this disease you know um, you know how, how would it how would it affect um, you know which like which diseases would be coming back uh, without antibiotics so you know we've issue three deals with some of the tuberculosis um, and uh, and Rosa sort of has to operate on this person sort of the old fashioned way. And you'll have to read the issue to find out how, how she does, <laughs> but how she does it, but it, it's without antibiotics. So, you know, we really wanted to make sure, you know, again, the, we wanted stuff to feel authentic and plausible. And um, so that's also been a really, you know, interesting aspect of the series for me as well. It's definitely one of the most uh, detailed, rich and like richly detailed researched comics I've seen in a sort of science fiction-ish milieu. I mean, it's really a lot. One of the things I think is interesting is that it, it's a comic, which I think kind of has to be a comic. Uh, it sounds like that might not have been the initial way that she planned it, but experiencing it now, I, I think you guys have really capitalized on the medium for the purposes of storytelling. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it really was, it always was intended to be a comic. I mean, initially, before we took the comic to Image, we were just going to publish it ourselves digitally and then basically take the first storyline and then sell it as a book to, you know, bid it out to different publishers for a book and then also do the app ourselves as well. But, you Mm -hmm. know, the more we got into it, the more we realized we really want a comic as well, too. <laughs> we really want <laughs> a, a comic to hold in our hands. And because the book was fully funded, it fit in very well with, you know, Image's business plan 
um, so that they and sensibility wise too, they they seem like the best fit. So that that worked out well for us. But I think the cross-platform aspect of the comic is interesting too. So I hope I hope people are reading the app um, because it's 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 well worth the price of the money of the money of the app. So uh, yeah, that you pay for it. So anyway, but yes, I'm sorry you could ask something. I was just thinking, yeah, how was the app promoted along with the comic? Um, how is it? Well, we outside of we have an ad, I don't know if you've we we have ads um, in the for the app in the in the actual comic itself, but we're also doing um, digital marketing. We're doing paid social media marketing on Twitter and Facebook, promoting the app and the comic. Too. Oh, that's awesome! So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's something else we're doing. That was another thing that that interested me about the project is that when Sarah pitched it to me, not only did she want to do it as a comic, she wanted to do it as an app. You know, we also have a website as well too. She wanted to do a website, and then she also had a, a special. She had a separate line item for digital marketing too, which I thought was, which was part of her grant money too. And I thought that was such a great progressive way to think. Again, here's someone who's not a comics writer. Um, but a comics lover and a writer, you know, in different fields. But you know, she she really wanted to find ways to to bring more people in to read comics with this concept and with this character. And so she thought, hey, why don't we try some digital marketing on this? And so that, that was another thing again, that really impressed me about her, uh, you know, ambition for the for the project. Because the I mean, thing I really you know, obsessive about yeah. that on the show, like figuring out how to get more people to read comics. And we've often talked about how we wish more publishers were using digital marketing to get audiences who we think would really love their work to like know it in the first place. So that's really good. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's always what I've been all about since I first started working in comics. It was it's always, how can we grow the market? How can we grow the audience? Because I, I didn't grow up reading comics. I mean, I, I read the, you know, Archie's like everybody else does when they're younger, but I, I, I really didn't know much about comics until I started working at DC. So for me, it, it's always been, you know, how do I get more people like myself interested in this mm-hmm. really cool way of storytelling and and um, and how do we expand beyond superheroes? How do we how do we do more genre fiction? How do we do stories that that more women um, would be interested in reading? And how do we again go go past the core mainstream focus of comics? And I think the industry as a whole has done that a lot since when I first started working in comics. I mean, obviously, superheroes is a big part um, of comics and and i'm not knocking it that's great but i also think it's great to to show that you can tell any kind of story in comics and in, in, in any genre uh, with any type of characters so um so that's always been my, my thing all these years so happy happy to continue it with surgeon x and and, <laughs> uh, and some other things i'm working on as well so yeah oh wow are there other projects that'll be coming out soon not very soon, but I do have a couple other things that I'm developing with writers, um, and we haven't, you know, we haven't decided where we're going to take it yet, take the projects yet. They're still the early stages, but yes, there are a couple of things that I'm working on. So hopefully, um, not very soon, but soon-ish 
to be, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> as specific as I can be. Yeah. <laughs> I really miss being in comics. There's, there's really, there's nothing like the community of people in it in terms of, you know, all the writers and artists and readers and retailers, you know, it's, it's, it's such a great intimate field and you you know, it, it's 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 something that that's you don't really have that in other forms of storytelling, and and plus I just love the 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 actual expression of telling a story through through writing and art. So um, yeah, so all those things make it a you know a happy place for me to be. So anyway, yeah. Well, yeah Do you I have any we, final uh, words? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I love when you guys talk no. at the same time. I think it's great. <laughs> We had That's how you became in the same room. Really hard to do. <laughs> are you in the same room? I was in the same room, are you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not even the same room. Same post for that um, day. Yeah. I was going to say, if you have any thoughts, because, you know, you're someone who completely transformed the industry. Like, that's the reality. And Thank I will say that even you. if folks might not always say that themselves. Do you have any big words of guidance that you think the industry, if you were, you know, like the – the empress of, of comics that the industry <laughs> should take to heart? Should take to heart. Um, you know, I think a lot of what I was just saying before is, you know, how do, how do we expand the material mm-hmm. to um, encompass all different kinds of readers, you know, by um, using a diversity of uh, writers and artists and a diversity of material and a diversity of stories that, that are told. Um, and, and I think that's, that's happening, but I think it, it needs to happen more. And, and how do we get comics out there so more outsiders can come in to, you know, to enjoy what's, what's so great about, about the field? So I think it's always, you know, uh, taking chances creatively as, as for creative people. I would say, you know, don't do things that are comfortable. Do things that really push you. Um, do things that, um, you know, will will expand your creativity and 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 could could potentially bring in new readers. But I also think for publishers too, like you were saying before, Alana, you know, how do we market comics outside of the direct market? Um, you know, through you know, and I think that's something too that publishers should be doing more of I'm not aware you know of what they do because I don't I don't work at DC anymore I'm not sure what what the companies do in terms of marketing um outside of the the base that they have but it would be great if 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 that was something that was actualized I think it, maybe it is I, I don't know um but uh you know so that's would sort of be my sort of takeaway from what I would do if I was queen of comics. <laughs> and, you're, and you're definitely doing it now with your project. I love, I love knowing that you guys are doing digital marketing. I can't even tell you. So oh, okay. Yeah, Thank you. Question. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really, the, the statistics are amazing. I mean, it's, it's really scary. You know, I mean, again, we all know that we have no privacy in our lives on the internet anyway, but when you see mm-hmm. what you can find out about people's buying patterns and interests and, and even when they click on a video, how how long they watch it for, and you know, it's really it's really quite uh, it's really quite scary. It's scary, but I'm just trying to take it in the, in the illuminating, informational way that it's meant to be. So yes, so yes, but digital marketing is it, 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 is there, there's something very 
very cool, very cool, very scary about it, but very cool in terms of information that you can get and target. So it's great. It's really great. And I'm, and I'm, and you know, I'm excited to see how it plays out with you know what we're trying to do and the people we're trying to reach. So I'd be interested to see how it progresses um, through to issue three in terms of the marketing that we're doing. So because that we're targeting certain people. And the again, um, you know, the stats are quite fascinating. So yeah, that's another that's another interview, another time. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> kind of, we're both stat nerds and love our, our digital marketing. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely di- different interviews job. for a different time. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah, our great. day job. <laughs> yeah, great. So I, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know you know we had a we uh, only have you for a little while, so we kind of want to begin to wrap up. Uh, so the platform's yours if you want to tell the listeners uh, where they can find you and, more importantly, where they can check out Surgeon X. Sure. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Karen P. Berger. I'm not on Facebook, but I am on Twitter. Um, and I, I'm tweeting a lot more than I used to, so, uh, <laughs> so that's a good thing. And um, I was just at New York Comic Con. And I'm hoping to get to San Diego next year. And um, I might do a couple of other shows as well over the course of the year. Surgeon X, you can find in your comic book store. We, we sold out of our first print run on the first day of issue one. And the second print run of um, the first issue will be on sale next week. Uh, uh, yes, a week from tomorrow when issue two is on sale. So you'll be able to, for people who weren't able to get issue one, they can get issue one with a, a different cover as well, too, which is kind of cool. And um, and obviously you can get the app on uh, Google Play and in the uh, Apple Store. And you can get this straight ebook on Comixology and on Image's website. And uh, But frequent your local comic book shop. That is where it's all happening. And the retailers are, you know, are the best and they are so much a big part. The comic retails and direct market is such a big part of the success of the industry. And um, so I think people should support their their retailers as much as I can. So there, that's my that's my end statement. <laughs> <laughs> Good spot to end it on. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Is uh, okay. kind of it's my pleasure. Awesome to have yeah. you. That was Appreciate great to be it. there. Invite me back, yeah. and I'll be I'll, I'll talk some more. Okay, uh, whatever you want. We'd love to talk to you marketing. Yeah, that'd be great to talk to okay. you more. That, All right, that'd, that'd be, be great. Good. Thank you. Okay, so much. thank you both. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. Take care. I literally, I literally was talking to a legend, which is really really cool. Um, yeah, and someone who I've been reading brought, my, since I was a teenager. So yeah, exactly. I mean, these are the the books that you and I were reading when we were growing up, and have obviously a pretty big impact on us. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, we definitely have to have her ask, cause, back because I want to ask her about minks. I think that would be a fascinating conversation, um, because that whole imprint was so ahead of its time to where the industry is now. It'd be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts on that, but cool. We will have to have her back. So I will put that in the motion <laughs> and see what we can do. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to. Th- think if we've got someone next week I, I know you're busy yeah, well yeah i mean you're busy okay. yes we've got skeptics the, ladies, uh, the team creative team the skeptics are going to be a special episode yep. on tuesday the 25th yes 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 
Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday, twenty fifth, yeah. we got skeptics. Yeah. Correct. Sorry. Keeney Howard been- is going to be our guest writer. Yeah. Uh, Black Mask, new comic, historical fiction awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Black Mask is uh, consistently putting out comics that are selling out over and over. So you'll go check out their latest and be one of the cool kids to know to get it beforehand. Um, but yeah, and we got some other cool guests coming up down the road that we will announce as we can. Uh, so that's going to be up on Blog Talk Radio probably later this week that you can check out. Um, and if you came in late listening to Karen, uh, the full episode will be up on iTunes and Stitcher later tonight. Uh, and then on uh, on SoundCloud and the site tomorrow. Um, so you'll be able to listen to him again, share it with folks and all of that. Uh, but it was awesome to have her for as much time as we could. Because, yeah, again, legend. Mm-hmm. That's the way of putting it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, before kind of we wrap up, is there anything else you want to discuss? No, I think, I think we're good. I'm excited for all the new books that we have coming out and looking forward to talking to the team next week. Yes. It's going to be uh it's a cool comic. So it'll be very neat to talk to a good chunk of that team. I think maybe the entire team, which I don't think. Yeah. Well, we've, yeah, we've done that like once or twice, which is always a really we fun time. We had that with the folks from, um, yeah, from Joyride. We had the whole crew there, yeah. but yeah. So it should be a good one because um, these are folks I haven't talked to. So, yay, new people to talk to. Um, other than that, uh, on the site, we've got a uh, follow-up to New York Comic Con. It's going to be going on all this week. We have interviews and photos and a whole bunch of other stuff, so you can check that out at graphicpolicy.com. Um, you can also sign up to our uh, newsletter, which will give you kind of some of the top stories from the previous week. You can do that on our uh, Twitter or uh, Twitter. It's the top tweet or on the website. There is a sign up there. So you can go do that. Of course, you can always follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at Graphic Policy, keeping it nice and consistent. As always, thank you for listening. So until next Tuesday for a very special episode in time, uh, I'm Brett. I am Ilana. Keep it Actually, easy. I'm also E-L-A-N-A at underscore oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. Damn it. I should have said that before the sign-off. Okay. And yes, keep it easy. <laughs> yes. Until next time, thank you as always.